1: 2020, we're reducing the size of the deficit relative to our economy by almost two-thirds, reducing inflationary pressures, making real headway cleaning up the fiscal mess I inherited. After my president's, excuse me, my predecessor's fiscal mismanagement, we're reducing the Trump deficits and returning our fiscal house to order. Now, the budget I'm releasing today will continue this approach. It makes prudent investments in economic growth, a more equitable economy, while making sure corporations and the very wealthy pay their fair share. And I would add, nobody making less than $400,000 a year will pay a penny more in federal taxes. We can do this by, one, passing legislation that lowers costs for families on things like childcare, healthcare, and energy costs, while lowering our deficit at the same time. We can give hardworking parents Raising children, tax relief, that gives them just a little bit of breathing room and lowers child poverty.
0: Welcome back. It's Tuesday. (laughs) Fiscal responsibility. I don't know if Joe Biden should be talking about fiscal responsibility. That seems like a poor subject that he should be covering. And he certainly shouldn't be calling out President Trump for the year 2020. You know, he specifically named that particular year. Well, I'll explain why in a minute. Uh, but Joe Biden and his gang of misfits are still trying to pass the build back better. Well, if you're trying to be fiscally responsible, you don't try to put forth another bill that's going to put us an additional 5 to $6 trillion in debt, since we're already over $30 trillion in debt right now. That doesn't seem like the responsible thing to do. But Joe Biden's a dirty liar, and he's saying whatever... He's being told to sit in whatever's on the teleprompter, which you can tell that he was struggling a little bit, even with that, because that's sleepy creepy for you. Um, President Trump, why did he call out the year 2020? Well, in 2020, what did we have hit us? Oh, yes, Lord and behold, we had coronavirus hit. And during that time, his advisors advised him to shut people down. Uh, reluctantly, he listened probably shouldn't have, but he did. He may thought maybe thought he was doing what's best for the country, especially in the very beginning. So he shut down the economy, shut down the country, and in doing that, there were a lot of people that needed help, not to mention he wanted to spend a lot of money or a big portion of money that was spent on medical supplies for people that may need them. You're going to need them for the hospitals. You remember the big thing with ventilators, getting ventilators made. Then he put all the money together to try to get these vaccines going and testing and everything else involved with the coronavirus. So why did he choose 2020? Because prior to that, Trump wasn't overspending. Trump was more or less staying in line with the budget. He wasn't doing any worse than any president prior to him. Uh, And as far as the economy was going, we were roaring. You want to talk about being in a very productive economy? Give me a break. Uh, Black unemployment was lowest it's ever been in recorded history. Women unemployment, uh, same. Every person of color. I think the only one he didn't hit, if my memory serves me correctly, that was uh, lowest of all time, I believe, was Caucasian. I think we got right there but just didn't beat the mark. So our economy was going full steam. Uh, You couldn't stop us. Low gas prices, cheap food. You know, I remember – I'd go shopping, grocery shopping, and me and my wife go together, and uh, I remember with President Trump that we would go, and we would get, you know, I'm I'm a family of six, so our grocery cart looks like a mountain coming, Um, and we would buy all of our groceries, and I would, I remember even my wife's like, God, we got all that for that price? That was fantastic, and like, Yeah. Well, when the economy's good, inflation was at 1.4%, gas prices were cheap, and we're all making money, you're getting raises every year, so you're actually, you know, working in the positive instead of working in the negative, it's all good. Recently, we went shopping and bought the same mountain of food, because it's not like I can stop, people here still gotta eat, um, I mean, including myself, you can see that I have to eat, uh, <laughs> but uh the same groceries are now I'm paying probably a $100 more a week maybe a little bit more um, I mean it's hurting uh gas gas is a joke you know I I said in a prior po- episode that uh gas I probably used to pay 45 bucks to fill the car up I just I filled it up a couple of weeks ago and it was $82 you know and although gas has leveled out slightly and maybe even gone down a little bit when you see the cost of a barrel of oil shooting back up to almost record levels, then you should know that the uh, reverberation of that is going to be that gas prices are going to shoot back up. I mean, it's not really a big surprise, but I I do like his whole approach for he's going to be fiscally responsible. Um, Joe Biden hasn't been responsible in 50 years. What makes you think he's going to do the right thing now? You know, I'm leery of it myself. Uh, something else Joe Biden said that Ron DeSantis pointed out, and I appreciate it. I'm going to read that very quickly here. Um, Joe Biden, you know, one of the issues that everybody's having is gas. That's a big thing. You know, it's all gas is, is a problem because of Joe Biden uh, nobody else. If you think that the blame is on anybody else but Joe Biden, you're fooling yourself. It's the first day he got in office. He did not allow any more new permits on federal lands. He cut off the Keystone Pipeline. Our production went down, and we started buying once again from Russia, from OPEC, and we are where we are because of that decision. We don't get as much uh, petroleum from Russia as you would think we do. So if we would just turn the spigots on and blow the oil back out, we would be all right, but that's his problem. But people complaining about oil, because we've talked about that plenty of times, um, and gas prices, his big idea is for you to go out and to buy an electric vehicle. <laughs> Ron DeSantis had something to say about it. I did too. Uh, I'll tell. I'll give you his version first. Uh, after, after begging for oil from dictators, Biden is now using his emergency war power to produce batteries for the one percent that drive electric cars. Most Americans suffering. Due to high gas prices, don't have the luxury of spending 50000 plus on an electric car. Unleash American energy today. Agreed. These people are so out of touch with reality. The average annual salary right now in the United States is just a little bit over $68,000. You know, just saying that, when I was a kid, I always thought to myself, and I remember even talking about it with my wife that, man, if we could just take home $1,000 a week, man, we'd be good. We could have a house. Most mortgages at that time were 1000 to $1,200. And it's like, yeah, we could pay our mortgage. And then we'd have almost three checks to take care of groceries and gas and you know cable and all your other little bills. And then we should have a little bit of money to put aside and uh, and have some fun nowadays. The average annual salary is over $68,000, which is you are definitely taking home, depending on how many dependents you have, you're definitely taking home more than $1,000 a week. It's a shame to see that that's just not enough. But going back to how out of touch they are, when the average electric car is slightly over $50,000 and your annual salary for the average person is 68000 how would you like people to afford that payment? Uh, depending on the car, depending on how good your credit is, you go all across the board. But if you got a $50,000 automobile, I'm going to say the payment's going to be somewhere between, say, $450 if you have excellent credit and you put a big down payment to probably as high as $650 if you don't put a whole lot down and maybe you have a little bit questionable credit. I don't know too many people nowadays that can absorb an additional $500 to $700. Let's just, you know, we'll round up. $500 to $700, $100 payment, plus you're going to have to have full coverage on the car. So if you own an older car, and depending on the state that you live in, you may have the basic coverage as as low as you can get it um, to save some money because you just can't afford it. But that's how out of touch they are. Instead of fixing the problem as easily as they could and just... You know, become energy independent once again. You know, unleash the power that America has behind it. No, he would rather tell you in his own way that you are wrong and you should get off your gas powered vehicle and that you need to go out of your way to put yourself into some financial hardship and buy a brand new electric vehicle that you probably do not want uh, because of his mistake. <laughs> It just, it all all makes so much sense. I mean, why not? Uh, uh, Yeah, I've been watching everything with Ukraine. I know I'm changing subjects. The longer this drags out, the more Joe Biden speaks, the more I'm getting the feeling that he really does want a World War III because, Uh, He could use that to his advantage. How could he use it to his advantage? Every time we're in war, what do we do? We spend more money. You know, Mr. Fiscally Responsible. He'll have to spend more money, more aid, um, possibly get some backhanded deals out of it. It just seems like he's craving for it. You remember in the beginning, he was very easy on what he said about Putin. He didn't really want to call him out directly. He didn't want to certainly call him any types of names. Now he's out there openly calling him a butcher and saying that they need a regime change and that a guy like that can't survive. And he's telling them what to do in their country. I don't know anybody that would want a World War III because if we're going to go that path, then you got to understand that nuclear weapons are going to be used in this one. Uh, Unlike wars of the past where they were used uh, probably as the great equalizer and they weren't used in an abundance, now they're going to be used probably as a main source to hurt the uh, opposing country. If Joe Biden gets his wish and goes into World War III, uh, expect that we aren't going to do so well. You know, I... (laughs) He's not fun in our military. Uh, If you look at any of the ads that they are running, the majority of them, our military is so woke and looks like they are trying to just put cream puffs in there that you wonder, are they going to stand in there? Are they actually going to fight? Now, this obviously doesn't pertain to all soldiers because I'm sure there are the majority of warriors that are in there are down for the cause. You know, they're going to do what they got to do and they do things that other people won't do. So all the credit to them. It's just, it seems the way that they're leading this country. It's like, you want a bunch of soft people in the military. Now, I don't know about you, but I want the meanest, ugliest, burliest, but the guys that just, have just a snarl on their face, just, look intimidating just to look at them or if not they kind of got that that twitchy eye (laughs) you know it just looks like that finger's twitching at all costs i'm gonna shoot somebody those are the guys i want to send into war because i feel like those guys are going to do very well uh the ones that joe biden's advocating for are the ones that are going and if this is you if you get offended that's your thing it's not my thing but the ones that are getting their eyebrows done or they go and get manicures and pedicures, man. I gotta have my nails look right, man. My nails and my and my toenails, they gotta look clean, man. You know, they've gotta look good for the good for the ladies. Uh, I I'm not a lady, obviously, but I would venture to say, since the beginning of time, women generally like a rougher looking guy. You know, I, you remember uh, Gillette was trying to tell you to shave off your masculinity. I'm the opposite. I think you should get more snarly looking. I think you should look more like a traditional uh, image of a man looks. I certainly don't think you should shave off your masculinity. That's a joke in itself. But I, I do fear that if we go into a world war, <sighs> we're not going to do so well. You know what I mean? When I look at China and they're down for it and I look at Russia and I look at all these people that are, they're about it. Uh, I look at us and I just worry. Uh, I I'm hoping we don't go that way. It seems lately like he is welcoming of it. Let's say, Uh, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope I'm I'm misreading what he is doing, but it does seem that way. Uh, You know, there's also a bunch of other funky stuff going on there with the whole Ukraine deal. I mean, Joe Biden's got too many ties to Ukraine, Russia, and China. So, and I've spoke with you about that prior also. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm a little bit leery of it. And the longer this drags out, the more leery of this war I get. Um, Zelensky, you know, in the beginning I saw some footage and, uh, you know, I'm always the first to admit if I'm wrong, I saw him out there with his soldiers. And I thought, man, you know, that's how a president should be. You're out there, you got the guns, you're out with everybody else. You're going to protect your country. That's amazing. (laughs) And now I don't know. It seems like he's got an awful lot of time on his hands for somebody that's under constant attack from another country to make all of these commercials or statements or requests. And there's a lot of green screens. You can tell that he's not where he's supposed to be. Like you got a lot of time on your hands when your country is being consistently bombed. You're being invaded Uh, Russia's coming at you from every corner. Uh, Something's not adding up. And I I think you're a fool if you don't see that. In the beginning, uh, like I said, I thought it was great he was out there with his soldiers. Now, not so much. I think it's a little awkward uh, that he's making all these messages. It just seems a little weird. I also thought that, you know, being Ukraine and being Russia, you know, we are all taught that Russia's got this amazing military, that Russia's a serious threat. Well, be honest with you, I thought that Russia would have probably taken that country in eh, three to four days. That's about as much time in my mind as I gave them. They'll probably be able to hold on for a few days, but they're getting shelled constantly and they're getting planes flying through and the tanks are rolling and the soldiers are on the ground and... I just didn't think that they had it in them to fight a whole lot longer. Um, I was talking with a buddy of mine, and I remember telling him, you know, if they last a week, it's sad that they took them over, but in the same breath, you know, you got to give those guys credit because a week worth of that type of war is a lot to hold off a country that we all supposedly believe is like one of the top military countries in the world. Um, The fact that now it's well over a month, (laughs) <laughs> and, we're, and it's still going on. The battle rages on and continues, and we still see all the footage coming out of there. Uh, either A, we have completely underestimated Ukraine, and they are a lot better than we thought they were. Their military is a lot stronger than we anticipated. Or B, Russia is a whole lot weaker than we have been fed or led to believe. So either it's one or the other. Either Russia sucks, or Ukraine Ukraine's the greatest, or... Option B, uh Russia is that good, Ukraine is not that good, and there's something else afoot here. You know, I'm more apt to believe there's something else going on behind the scenes. Uh <laughs> it's just it's all so stupid. Um I, what's her name? Brown. Jesus, I, I had a moment there. I apologize. Uh, Brown, it looks like more and more is coming out how she is so uh, involved in CRT that she had parents signing documentation, that she is a really strong supporter of critical race theory. Uh, The more that comes out about this lady, you know, you can tell how bad she's going to truly be on the Supreme Court and she is definitely a very radical left, probably the most radical person that has ever been on the Supreme Court. I don't. Uh, I'm not, I don't pretend to know every single justice that has ever been there, but at least in recent times, she's definitely going to be the most radical put on the Supreme court. I don't think that that's going to be good for the country. It's going to really change, um, how the court rules. I know you're still probably thinking to yourself, it's a six, three split, but Breyer tended to vote with the conservative judges, probably 30% of the time or so. You can tell that this lady, that'll be zero. So one way or the other, it's going to move the needle in a more liberal direction. And that's concerning. Not to mention, you know, the whole, we talked about this, but the whole stupid woman thing, like what is a woman? I'm not, I'm not a biologist. Well, you know what? I'm not a weatherman either. And when it's raining outside, I could say it's raining. (laughs) I know. I know it's it's just so dumb, but, um, if she couldn't clearly tell you the definition of a woman, you know why? Think about cases that are going to come up up against her. Uh, people that are going to be challenging sporting issues, in particular, where men are parading around as women, and uh, how's she going to rule on those? You know, how's she going to see that? Does she even know the difference between a man and a woman? Could she sit there and actually work that case out from an intelligent uh, point of view, saying, well, this man is obviously better than these women, or uh, I don't know. You know, you wonder, but I can tell you that the court is definitely going to move in a more liberal direction. Sad for the country, hopefully during the Biden administration's, uh, unlegitimate stay in the white house, hopefully, uh, no other justices will have any type of, uh, tragic accidents uh, they'll, uh, pass away, they'll retire or anything of that nature. It'll hold on until 2024 when, we can get a certain person to return, wink, wink. And uh, then, hey, any you liberal justices that don't want to be on a court anymore, feel free to leave. We'll replace you with, hopefully this time, somebody that is much more right-leaning than a Kavanaugh or a Amy Coney Barrett because they have been quite the disappointment if you're a conservative uh, with the way that they view things. I just saw the other day Kavanaugh, um, is he voted with the liberal judges, uh, pertaining to Navy SEALs and the, uh, vaccines and that they can be, uh, removed. So that's good. Continue to weaken our military. And especially in these times, because yeah, we're in real peaceful times right now. So that makes sense. Oh boy. It's Tuesday. I'm glad that, uh, This week's moving moving along a little bit for me. Yeah, I'll be happy at the end of the week. I'm already tired at the beginning of the week, so I know by the end of the week I'm just going to be about done. (laughs) So hopefully it'll move right along. Uh, I hope you like what you're listening to or seeing. If you do, please rate and review me. It would be a great help. If you'd like to follow me, I am on Twitter at L J C O N S E R C R N parlor and gab i am at the real little joe cloud hope, i am at little joe cc if you'd like to check out any videos that i do youtube uh little joe cc rumble i'm at little joe's conservative corner and facebook now i am also on at little joe's conservative corner you can check out videos that i do there as well uh, besides that i hope you have a beautiful tuesday if it's the end of the day thank god you made it through the day and we will do it again tomorrow